It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. It's the final day of August and this is your KVMR Evening News. We have a special all-Celtic evening news for you tonight. KVMR's We Celtic celebration is just over a week away. After a COVID-induced hiatus, the radio station's longest-running community event returns Saturday, September 10th. It'll look a little different and be slightly smaller. It's also being held at Pioneer Park in Nevada City. On this edition of the Evening News, KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza speaks with Celtic committee members Annie O'Day Hesbeck, Marnie Marshall, John Tabor, and Lori Desardan about all the ins and outs of the Celtic Festival's triumphant return. For 24 years, you've been hearing the phrase, Come for the music, stay for the magic. I'm talking, of course, about the KVMR Celtic Festival. Although the pandemic put the festival on hold, it never left the minds of its passionate fans and its producers. While there won't be a full-size Celtic festival this year, a small committee of people have been working hard to produce a wee Celtic celebration. KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza recently spoke with four members of that committee, Marnie Marshall, Annie O'Day Hesbeck, Lori Desardan and John Tabor about the event taking place September 10th from 1 to 9 p.m. at Pioneer Park in Nevada City. I started the interview by asking when was the last Celtic festival? Here's John Tabor. So late uh, September of 2019, we uh, we did, uh, well, not what we knew would be, but <laughs> uh, we did the last one that we did out of the fairgrounds. Yeah, the last big um three-day production was uh, uh, 2019 and then you know the pandemic came and and we haven't uh, haven't been able to gather safely so we haven't and uh, this year we're going to uh, ramp back up at a little smaller event out at Pioneer Park. You're talking about the Wii Festival. Before we get into the details of that event, can somebody tell me about the origins of the KVMR Celtic Festival? Well I can address that. Uh, Annie O'Day Hestbeck. I've been very fortunate to be a Celtic broadcaster here on KVMR uh, since about 1987. And uh, during that time, I would follow bands that would be coming to uh, the United States, especially California, Northern California. During what was predominantly March and St. Patrick's Day, we'd have a lot of bands coming to the Bay Area and um, Sacramento. And we were able to actually coax them up here for nightlives, which was an event that KVMR used to put on. Uh, once a month usually, uh, but in particularly, uh, we brought some great bands to um, to the area and had these great ideas uh, along the way. We started a thing called the Cranogue Pub um, at the Miners Foundry for St. Patrick's Day. Because nothing was going on except, um, you know, pub stuff. Um, and then I got to meet a lot of great performers and it became a huge event. Um, during the month of March, primarily. And we started to bring people like Dougie McLean and Dervish and Solis and many of the people we love, like Alton played here um, as well um, back in the day. And that was and then it would, I drew myself to um, going to the Bay Area. Um, there was a Celtic festival that would happen at Fort Mason with the Irish Arts Foundation back in the day. Um, this is certainly back in the day because I was invited to be an MC many times and it was always around the month of March as well. Um, and I, I knew a lot of performers from um, Ireland anyway, and 
I just kept thinking, why am I going to the Bay Area? Why, why can't we have this here? Why can't we have our own festival? We had the Bluegrass Festival and uh, so many things were happening. I thought, you know, the, the crowds were getting bigger at our uh, Celtic festival gatherings and there was always a fundraiser for KVMR as well, uh, but it was indoor. So then heads came together and we decided, let's give it a try. Let's see if we can bring some music here to the area and have our own Celtic festival for KVMR. And um, that's when it all started. In 1996, I believe. And we thought, we'll try a one day festival. We'll try a one day festival. We didn't even have it in the inner sanctum of the fairgrounds. We, we had it over at the Fred Forsman Theatre, which is like a little uh, area, an amphitheatre that was there. And we were very fortunate at the time that the Foothill Theatre Company was doing outdoor performances of Shakespeare during the, t- the period before we started ours. And they left up the set. And it was beautiful, you know, a Shakespearean backdrop um, and a stage. So, but all the vendors had to have a couple of generators. There was no electricity for the most part. Um, so what we thought was going to be just a fun little gathering turned into a massive turnout of people. Um, on that one day festival, we ran out of tickets, we ran out of food, but everybody had a brilliant time and the musicians were fantastic. We had Old Blind Dogs, Danu and uh, Connie Dover. And then, of course, Alistair Fraser, who was with the group Skydance. So we had the full Skydance band and it was magical and brilliant. And people were just, this was just music. So it grew from there and um, it, we, we went to a two day festival, added all the different elements. And by the time, you know, 10 years had passed, we had people coming from all over the place, coming down from Oregon and Washington, having family reunions. People wanted to get married. People met people there that got married too. <laughs> and it grew in into a lovely, beautiful, all the elements of the um, in, in, you know, the reenactment groups and the Youth Arts Festival and turning it into a Friday evening afternoon and bringing in the youth into the area instead of just the folks that loved Celtic music anyway, and introducing a lot of our young people to uh, the music. And many of our local music teachers started to play Celtic music as well as classical music in their teaching. So we had harp players, we had fiddle players, and it was uh, all these different elements grew into the what it was, you know, for many, many years. Um, and all the different stages. Yes, the music was there and the music was brilliant, but uh, we also had uh, so many more elements. People dressed up in all sorts of finery and we had the the knights in horses there in the last few years. And I think there was just uh, um, people that had never thought they'd go to a Celtic festival found that it was so such a California Celtic festival, like a Renaissance meets Celtic and they were just part like falling into another world for a couple of days or a couple of hours. <laughs> so I think that's where our strength was. And the fact that it was such a community event and um, our businesses loved it. You know, the town filled up with thousands of people for that weekend. Great success. That's fantastic. 1996 feels like a long time ago. What keeps you guys going? I know this is a lot of work. What keeps you coming back year after year? Well, I can say for me that that it is the weekend of the year that I look forward to the most. It is the most joyful, inspiring, and beautiful gathering that our community um, has, I, I believe, in my opinion. That's Laurie Desjardins. It's not just the music. It's more than that. It's the community. It's the sharing. It's the uplifting nature of the event. It's very family-friendly. It's, it's probably the most family-friendly event I can think of. And, um, you know, where are you going to see uh, world-class musicians that are so amazing and so inspiring and, and infectious and just you know, the just fantastic vibe, as well as children running through dressed as fairies or butterflies. <laughs> you know, like Eamon Flynn had said on his interview the other day, he, you know, 
he remembers his time at the festival where there was a, a young girl dressed as a fairy throwing fairy dust at them. So the, it was magical for the musicians as well. It's just a great event. What about you, John? What keeps you coming back? You know, this is something that is very near and dear to my heart. It's one of the, uh, I've been involved in productions. Most folks know that I've been involved in productions most of my life. And this is one of the uh, joys of my life to create this for the community. Um, it's such a rich and diverse uh, bunch of people that come together and, and, and make this happen. And uh, for the most part, it's all volunteer driven. Um, you know, most of the people volunteer their time for the weekend, and and uh, there's a few paid staff and whatnot. But this is this is an event that uh, that uh, is equal to any others that I've been involved in uh, in my lifetime. It's just one of the honors to to head this up. And Marnie, you have been involved with the Celtic Festival for a while, but this year you're taking on a slightly different role. Tell me about that, Marnie Marshall. In the past, I've done vendor coordinating with. Uh, my co-partners, co-leads at the Celtic Festival. So that was a large operation, maybe 85 vendors to place and coordinate. And uh, of course, we had all these lovely guilds, which we don't have the space for this year, but we will again someday. We This year, I'm doing a little bit more at a smaller venue by coordinating the volunteers, co-coordinating the event with, um, you know, placing the vendors and working with our arts coordinators to produce a lovely afternoon. I will say everybody's definitely played a part, but yeah, just doing a few more things, uh, working in magic wherever possible. Lots of like fun things pop up that I like to include. Like we have Dungeons and Dragons, we have tarot cards, you know, not just um, crafts, jewelry. And yeah, there'll be some nice entertainment factors to all the vendor booths like kids craft area that will have face painting but she'll also sell magic wands and flower wreaths and yeah we're going for quality um not that the quantity we had at the celtic festival before wasn't amazing everybody's quality there is great but we're definitely packing it in in a small space and so yeah just doing a few more things coordinating co-coordinating a few more things so tell me about the vendors. Tell me about all the exciting food that people will be able to eat. Well, everybody loves food vendors. You are welcome to bring a picnic, of course. Just no glass. We ask that. We have, for our vendors this year, we have La Guaria Bistro, and they serve Venezuelan arepas, and so there'll be a gluten-free option for people since their product is made of corn maize. And then we have Sierra Sweets Frozen Treats, they do ice cream bars and frozen fruit. We have Mad Hatter donuts with delicious donuts, chai and coffee. Serrano's tacos, excited about that. We'll have burritos, quesadillas, tacos. And the egg roll people are a festival favorite at our larger Celtic celebration. And they are coming and the name tells you nothing about what they make, but everybody who goes to the festival knows they serve amazing pizza and garlic fries and salads. And then we have Top Dog. So they'll be serving sausages and hot dogs, and they also do a vegetarian hot dog. So all those people will be there. We'll also serve some California Gold Kettle Corn from the bar. So lots of fun things to eat and expect when you get there. That sounds great. This wee Celtic celebration takes place at Pioneer Park, and I'm curious what parking is going to be like. Well... 
The neighborhood is very generous to allow events to happen in the city park, and so it is neighborhood parking, and there is quite a bit of it. There'll be lots of spaces for blocks and blocks for people to walk, but since they are parking in people's neighborhoods, we're just going to make a note to please be super respectful of the neighbors as they leave the event, keep the voices down, don't block the driveways. And if you need special parking, there will be some ADA parking in the parking lot by the tennis courts. And there'll be a few other locations. You can find the map of neighborhood parking and special parking on our website, kbmr.org or kbmrkeltic.org. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to an interview with John Tabor, Annie O'Day Hesbeck, Lori Desjardins, and Marnie Marshall some of the people responsible for producing the We Celtic Celebration, a benefit for KVMR that's taking place on Saturday, September 10th, from 1 to 9 p.m. at Pioneer Park in Nevada City. So you, you all kind of hinted or, or touched on, on how big this event is, how big of a deal it is for our community. I was hoping we could talk more about why the KVMR Celtic Festival is is such an important event and why you are all working so hard to keep it alive. Well, you know, um, John Tabor, not only for our community, but for the uh, uh, region uh, of Northern California, because it has grown uh, so far past the Nevada County borders that um, it gives light to KVMR as an entity in places where our broadcast doesn't reach. So I think that's really important. Um, um, uh, people that have never heard of KVMR definitely come to this event and and uh, are educated a little bit about what a community radio station is all about. So I think that the intrinsic value of this festival, the, the kind that you can't quantify with dollars and cents, is um, really the big takeaway uh, for, for us as a radio station. Well, I certainly think that when we bring people together with and and create something bigger than just the parts. Laurie Desjardins. There's so much goodness that comes out of it that it is worth, as as John just said, way more than dollars and cents. I know I'm not alone. I think Annie and I share this uh, probably along with everybody that um, when you go out in public and, and people know that you're affiliated with this production and they, they inquire about it, you know, uh, when's it coming back and what are you doing and... and uh, so on and so forth. Uh, that happens just about everywhere I go <laughs> at some point in time. That's but, very true. Um, Absolutely. And that sort of spurred us into doing something and not waiting. You know, we'd, we'd all experienced that um, need to get together and we couldn't do the, the major event. It was just too difficult. Performers weren't moving uh, from the especially from Ireland and Scotland and uh, the, the Celtic lands. They were maybe doing something on the East Coast, but a lot of them were not traveling and, and, and were waiting for all this to go. And between flights and COVID and all the restrictions, it was very difficult to be able to put together what we were hoping to put together back in the early days. But, you know, we knew it was going to have to wait. And we thought, well, we want to do something. We have to do something because, like Chan said, going out in public, I'm sure Laurie does the same thing. You see people wearing the Celtic Festival T-shirts and, and they're like, what's going on? Where is it? When, when, when is it coming back? So we all got to together here at KVMR and decided, you know, let's do something. Let's bring people together. And it was fortunate enough that Alistair Fraser is on tour. We couldn't do it later in the month. We had to do it, you know, when he was available. And even though he's a local resident, he's a world-class Scottish fiddler who travels the world most of the time. And um, it was, it was a, 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 I think, a sign 
a Celtic sign that he was available, not to mention some of the performers that didn't have to come from uh, other lands, like Eamon Flynn is now residing in, in San Francisco and Neil Perlman and Colin Cotter as well. And um, and then, uh, you know, we're, we're all from different lands, many of us, and but we all love California. And this is really a California Celtic festival to me. And just having a wee Celtic celebration, bringing people together, just showcasing what's what is available in a smaller venue. We won't have maybe the massive turnout and we don't expect to. But, you know, people can dress in Celtic gear and put on their elf ears. And (laughs) and there's so many beautiful things that our community um, enjoys. We're very eclectic here. And and KVMR listeners are very eclectic as well. So we're encouraging people to come out. It might be a little warmer. Bear that in mind. But, you know, at at eight or nine o'clock, it cools down. And um, so dress accordingly and just come out to have a great old time with great music and a great culture. That's Annie O'Day Hesbeck. We're talking about the Wee Celtic celebration taking place this Saturday, September 10th at Pioneer Park in Nevada City. What can people expect from this Wee celebration? Oh, I think just the gathering and the, the, the hope, uh, looking forward to the next year. Uh, but bringing people together in our community and beyond for, for a day. And uh, it's, you know, we're, we're coming into that lovely time of year where we're heading into autumn and winter. And I think it's just a lovely icing on the cake to have our own Celtic celebration for our own KVMR radio station and that's the most important thing it is a fundraiser for us and uh, but we're hoping that people will enjoy the you know it, it does, I, I was thinking about the other day the Celtic festivals I've been to in Ireland muddy I've been wearing rubber boots <laughs> jackets ponchos they give away free ponchos free um, not have to buy umbrellas and here I am living in this blissful place in the foothills with the trees all around and people just looking to get together and um, and enjoy each other's company and Celtic music and Celtic culture and the youth arts programme and so much more. And children under 12 for free can come for a few hours. They get tired. Mom and dad can bring them home. And, you know, we're just, I just think I'm, people are so excited. I do a radio programme and Laurie does too. And you, we gave away a couple of tickets and the phones lit up for a half an hour. I just say to people, I'm sorry, we saw, we gave away the tickets. You can buy them online, you know, at KVMR. They're very reasonable. But people are, are ready for something to celebrate Celtic. I think the um, spirit of the large festival will definitely be present uh, on September 10th. Yeah, we may be we in size, but like I said, we're not we in scope. We're going to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and everything will be magical. That's Laurie Desjardins. I asked her about some of the workshops and the kids' areas at the We Celtic Fest. Like we have done in the past, where we have tried to set up workshops, so it's a little bit more meaningful than just like setting up a table for arts and crafts, although we are doing that as well. We're going to have participatory interactive workshops that the kids, kids of all ages can get involved with. And so, for example, the Build-A-Tune workshop is really popular. You don't have to really be a, a, like a super advanced player. You could be a, just a beginner. You could bring your instrument, whatever you play. It doesn't have to be a fiddle or a flute but that's pretty much what we mostly get, fiddles, flutes, guitars. Sometimes a baron shows up, an Irish drum. Sometimes um, somebody's funny word brought their keyboards one time. We didn't have a place to plug in, but they had a good time anyway. Um, but <laughs> but um, it was it's, it's just a great opportunity to learn an Irish or a, a, a traditional Celtic tune right there, the way they do it, so that you can even take that tune, because it's going to be a traditional one, and take it to a session and, and join, join in. in. Yeah. Join in. Yeah. So that's one thing. We're also going to have a singing workshop. So you really just bring your voice and you know, lyrics and, and um, harmony happens. And Heather Grove is going to uh, lead that. 
I want to back up. Um, Haley Watson and Athena Giuliani, as, as well as Liam Watson, are going to be leading the Build a Tune workshop this year. And what makes it meaningful for me to mention their names is that they are former youth arts showcase participants. They are sort of now a little bit older, you know, in college or nearly there. And so now they're turning back, and now they're going to be the leaders, and they're going to teach the tune, whereas they used to be the participants. And it was such a meaningful experience for them um, that they got a chance to be on stage with Diana Ladio and the elders when, when they were mm -hmm. part of mm -hmm. the program. And just a great, great opportunity. I can't say enough about, be more excited about Nicole McKeever coming back to teach Irish dance. And that this time we're going to be on the grass. So she won't have the wood floor to do the Irish step dancing teaching, but she's going to teach a, a Kaylee dance. And that is something that anyone can do, right. Every anyone and everyone. So we just have the grass. We're going to be out there learning a Kaylee dance. I wanted to make sure that I mentioned to people that um, there are several music teachers in our community that, have, that work all year long to prepare some of their students to be part of the Youth Arts Showcase that will be on the main stage as one of the features. And this year it's a bit smaller because like everything else that's happened in the last few years, it's been hard to get people to commit to things as much. But hopefully, at, at one point, we had like 50, 50 youth musicians on the, in the Youth Arts Showcase. The, I think maybe there'll be about 25 this year. But even that, um, it's just such a delight to see as these, these kids that have worked hard to learn the tunes get up on stage and have an opportunity to perform them. And it's really, really a, a great time. And as well as that Youth Arts Showcase as a feature, we're also going to have the McKeever School of Irish Dance dancers that are also mm -hmm. youth dancers show off the step dance um, chops, we'll say. And it's, it's really fantastic. Dancing, the dancers are always just a great, great uh, time, great, right, great right. Yeah, <laughs> energy. And Izzy Twinsky will be on board, too. And, I, you know, it says on Izzy's um, information that he's from Hot Dogistan. If you, you guys all know Izzy Twinsky, he says he's from Hot Dogistan. But I'm on to challenge him and say, well, maybe he's from Hot Dogistan, but he took a trip through uh, Bally Hot Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. <laughs> or something that was a little bit more of an Irish town along the way. And he's going to bring that energy. So plenty of things for kids to do. Bring your instruments. Sorry, no place to plug in your synthesizer, but bring your traditional instruments for a Celtic jam session. People dress up, so bring your elf ears. And your clothing, anything that you think will, will work for the occasion, you know, make, it, make a day of it. <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> That's optional. Um, I, I just want to uh, tell a short little story. When I um, was handed the scepter to produce this about a dozen years ago, um, Alastair Fraser cornered me at a... Uh, an event over uh, on the other side of town in Grass Valley. And uh, I think it was really the formal job interview because uh, uh, one of the things he said to me, and this is a guy that travels the world uh, to all of these type of events. And he looked at me and he said very sternly, you know, the KVMR Celtic Festival is Celtic high ground. And um, for that man to think of that event that way, um, I knew it was a special thing, so um, I've I've had a grand time producing it for for that period. For true.
That's our newscast for this Wednesday, August 31st. You've been listening to KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza speak with Celtic committee members about the upcoming KVMR We Celtic celebration on Saturday, September 10th. Get your tickets in advance online at kvmrcelticfestival.org or at the link in KVMR's Instagram bio. KVMR gets support from listeners like you and Palisades Tahoe, presenting the 32nd annual Elpen Wine Fest, featuring wine tasting with over 40 participating vineyards, a silent auction and raffle, also live music Sunday, September 4th, 2 to 5 p.m., palisadestahoe.com, and Ubidox Urgent Care, since 2000, providing walk-in medical and urgent care, accepting most insurance, open 8 to 6, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, Saturdays and holidays, Located in the Fowler Center, Grass Valley, ubidox.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off.